pray over the rest of the service, Jesus. Lord, it's been a privilege to be in your presence. God, thank you for the privilege of being an American, God, and the freedoms that we have enjoyed. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would move in the rest of this service, God, that you would speak to our hearts, anoint the man of God to bring to us your words, God. Anoint our hearts and our minds, our ears to receive it. God, give us the grace to live it out and to obey it. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Preach to us, Pastor. There may be somebody in the world that could come close to singing that song about America to Ray Charles, but I don't know who they are. And I've never, I've never heard them. I mean, it just, uh, and y'all know it brings tears to my eyes when I see that flag, oh glory, and I hear a song like that. God bless America. Amen. I do honor these men and women Amen, in military, because they fight. You know, if only those people who are rioting in the streets and breaking glass and disobey, if they, if they only realized they could think a little bit deeper. Amen. It's our country, amen, our military, who has fought for them to even have a right to do that. And they're fighting against the very country that blesses them and helps them. It's kind of like, it's kind of like biting the hand that feeds you and clothes you and takes care of you. Amen. I trust that a lot of folks will just wake up. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, I could just get, you know, excited and almost mean about it when I'm talking about, amen, our country. And and uh, listen, we know who's in charge. We know who's help. We, know, we don't take any credit for this. Amen. We're just... A, you know, human beings with our weaknesses and our frailties and our mistakes. And, and, and so we, we, if we're honest just a little bit, we have to say, you know, we're just depending on God to, to do what he does. And we're happy that he's just let us in on some of this. Amen. So I'm just say it like this. Amen. Donald Trump's not in charge for those of you who are scared to death of what he might do. Amen. Just like Barack Obama, he's not been in charge either. I'm not discrediting the office of the president. I honor that. Amen. Just so people understand that. Amen. We know who is in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm depending on God today. I do have scriptures. I do have a thought. But if God doesn't anoint and God doesn't bless, you'll just leave here the same way you came in. And like we always say, you'll just decide whether I can preach as good as the last preacher you heard, about as deep as it'll go. But if we do believe God enough for, to bring, and that's how you bring God's presence into your life, it will change, like the Apostle Paul said, those things I used to hate, now I love. Who ever heard of coming to God and there be no change? No, when you come in contact with this almighty God, there will be some changes that will take place in your spirit and in your heart. So that's what we depend on. That's what we're trusting God to do because otherwise we will not be able to do anything. Amen. John chapter nine, we've preached all over and all around this so it's nothing new to those of you who like just strange messages, just a simple thought or two here. Amen. John chapter 9. Let's read verses 2 and 3. Amen. Y'all ready? Amen. Anybody, you know, everything's done by faith. 
Amen. Every, it's built on faith. If you believe nothing's going to happen today to you, there's a good chance, you know, you'll be right. If you believe all this is just a little something going on here up on this hill and a bunch of half, you know, kind of loony people that just gets a little too carried away with that, could we be a little bit more dignified? No, 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 we can't. Hallelujah. We didn't when we were out in the world. You don't when you go to a football game or a base, any kind of game. People get excited, but don't get too carried away with you. No, no, we're not doing that. Just telling you right now. <laughs> Why? Because he's done so much for us. And there's a promise of greater things. So open up your heart. Amen. Release a little of that faith and watch God do wonders for you. Amen. And his disciples ask him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Let's look at the ver verse 3. I love this answer. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Th this little question and answer conversation took place because of a blind, a, I'm going to add a poor blind man who sat by the way and his disciples saw that and they asked this question. Well, who, who, who caused this? Was it, was it him or was this like just handed down to him through his sinful parents? Hallelujah. I'd like to preach to you today and this if you don't get anything else maybe I'll bring in a couple other points but if you don't get anything else it'd be simply this the point of the low points it may not stop the pain and the frustration it, it, it may not take away you know the suffering but the fact that you know that the suffering has some good and some benefit, it may be on down the road, it will help you get through this thing with a better spirit and a better attitude. You know, that's the question. That's the, why so much, so if, no, here's the, here's the question. If God is so good, why? Y'all, y'all that's that answer that question. We've all struggled with it. I don't know why. Well, here's one of the, here's one of the points of the low points. So if you're down in the valley, and that's what the, that's what the man said, amen, before they entered into that promised land, Brother Johnson, where he said, you're going to drink out of wells that you didn't dig. You're going to live in houses that you didn't build. It's going to be handed to you, you know. You're going to eat from vineyards that you didn't plant. It's some benefits in this. But he said, it's a land of hills and valleys. That means to me there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some days that won't be just right and wonderful. It'd be, you didn't plan it, all right? It just, that's the way life is. God didn't turn against you. He didn't stop listening to your cry. Amen. But it's just the land that we live in. I, I, I want to get something out. I want you to get something out of this. And I'm, and I'm telling you, we're going to pray one more time. And we are, I'm, I'm just depending. I, I'm not an orator today. I'm, there's people could out preach me and I'm not in a contest with them. Hey, but nobody can out pray me and believe me. Nobody can believe God more than me. I can believe just as good. So that's what I'm trusting in right now. That there will be a move and a moving of the spirit of the Lord. 
And you know what it'll do? It'll blow some of your mind what God can do. Hallelujah. Let's trust him and depend on him. Let's, let's pray in faith right now. God, amen. We are totally dependent upon you, Lord to lay your hand upon individuals, amen, who are suffering. They are in the valley right now. They're struggling, Lord, with even with their faith. And we just simply release your power through faith to touch every individual, every young person, every child, every mom, every dad, in the name of Jesus, amen. We thank you for it, amen. We believe you, amen. And somebody shout in Jesus' name, amen. The name that's above every name. You may be seated, God bless you. Amen. Listen, who, who caused all of this? This man is blind. Amen. That was, the, that was the question. Let me tell you, that same negative, tormenting spirit still whispers lies today. Same devil, same tactic. You know why he does that? Because it still works for him. Amen. He puts things in your spirit and in your mind. You've not prayed like you should have this week. You made this mistake or that mistake. The wrong thing came out of your mouth and you knew that it was not godly. It was not pleasing to God. Amen. You don't live as holy as you could. Every There's a list of things that, that that's ammunition for him to steal your faith, to take away your joy. Amen. To take that shout of praise away from you. I like to tell the story. Amen. For years, we've told it about the man and his wife. Some of the best fusses that you can have with your spouse is on the way to church. And sometimes you can have disagreements in the parking lot of the church and you're on your way in to worship service. It's the trick of the enemy. You get along good all week and you come into church where you know that you're supposed to like put on your best face and you know put your smile on and you're, you know we're coming among the Christians now and we have to, and you can just disagree. I've seen it. I've witnessed it, Brother Green. I'm like looking out the window and I've got my best face on too and I got my hair combed and I brushed my teeth and my coat's buttoned and I'm greeting people and I see people drive into the parking lot and I can tell I know what it looks like. (laughs) And we walk in here Amen. They say the guy was fussing with his wife and she was fussing with him and worship service started and he stands up Amen. and he lifts his hands to the Lord and he begins to pray and she's sitting like this. She's guilty. She's listening to the enemy. (laughs) Amen. She knew she was wrong and she shouldn't have done it and she should have been nicer and sweeter. Amen. But he was just worshiping on through that and she looked over at him and said, you hypocrite. And he said, I ain't mad at God. (laughs) We we need to get this straight, folks. We need to understand, yes, we're going to mess up. Yes, we're going to be at fault. Yes, we'll do this as long as we live in this human body. And I'm not advocating just to live sloppy. I'm not advocating not to try to do right and do good. Amen. That's something we aim for and shoot for. However, when you do mess up, don't let the devil beat you over the head with it. Praise your way through it. Worship your way through it. Believe your way through this. By the help and grace of God, I am going to be saved. And not only be saved, I'm going to be productive in this great, wonderful kingdom of God. Amen. And so that's how you get through that. 
Hallelujah. But this is a negative, tormenting spirit. Amen. That that the enemy whispers in our ear and sometimes screams at us and tells us until the point, till the we get to the point where, you know, we sing the old nobody's perfect song. And that is true. However, you don't need to make a song out of it. Oh, nobody. No, no, no. No, you need to behave yourself. <laughs> you need to act right. Don't let this flesh get by with everything. Don't, just, don't let justification, and that is a spirit of that it's called self-justification. In fact, you get the spirit of self-justification. You can do anything that you want to do. It doesn't matter how much it's written in the word of the Lord. You will justify yourself and say, it's okay because guess what? Nobody's perfect. Like the people used to say, well, God knows my heart. I'm a yeah, and that's the problem. He really does see your heart. Amen. We got a problem here. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) Now, there is a law of harvest. Amen. There is a reap what you sow principle. Amen. That's a whole different message. We won't deal with that today. Amen. He that knoweth to do good doeth and doeth it not. The Bible said it is a sin. All right, amen. You know, you just keep on disregarding God's word and disregarding and ignoring his principles. You will reap a harvest and you won't be happy with that. So that, that word's true. But aside from that, God desires for his goodness to be noticed. Hallelujah. I said he desires for somebody through all of the ugly and all of the bad and all the hypocrites that we pick out and we have judged, maybe not not verbally, amen, in the middle of all of that, we have to find the good. Listen, there's books that could be written, maybe they have been written, about preachers who messed up and said the wrong thing and did the wrong thing and church leaders and you know, so there's people who don't go to church today because everybody in the church is a hypocrite and I would just say, come on and join us, one more won't hurt. You know, just come on in here. But so, but, but we have to be able to pick out the good. See the good. Oh, there's good things happening here. And, and there, the enemy will pull you off to the side and say, did you see that? Did you see how they, it's just a list of things that he can go through that will, don't be that small. Let's think a little bigger than that. Let's go a little deeper in this thing than that. Amen. And when we do, we will be the recipient of the good things from God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so you know, he said, this thing was done that the glory of God, amen, might be known and the works of God. This is the whole point of the low point. Think about it with me. Amen. Just a moment. Amen. You and I might never know what a precious gift from God our sight is if there were no blind people to remind us. You know, you know, you had, you had uh, the rock and roll people. You know, remember like the Beatles and John Lennon. He sung songs, beautiful songs. I listened to him and can almost tear up. But he, wanted, he dreamed of a, you know, a, a utopia here on this earth. Kind of a new age thing. Kind of, ooh, ooh we just go, well, it ain't never going to happen, folks. It's just, you're just in a dreamland. There is, there's going to be a heaven, all right, but it's after we leave this place, after we fight the good fight of faith. And so people, leave, they want that. So they come to church thinking everything's going to, it just won't come together. 
without some work and some sweat and some belief and some toil. That's how it works. You think the Tower of Babel that we mentioned earlier, you think that thing would just automatically be there? No. Somebody, even though it was wrong, amen, and they were off track, somebody went to work. And that's how you build things and do things. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, you could have come into this world without sight. You could have come, you and me, we could have come into this world, amen, you know, without hearing, deaf, cripple. We owe our privileges to God. And we ought to be thanking God for that. I mean, it's not the fine background of our families that got us where we are. Amen. The works of God are manifest in you every day when you speak, when you see, when you walk. Amen. But see, here's what we have to understand. It takes pain to truly appreciate pleasure. Did you hear me? Amen. It takes sickness to really value good health. This is why it's not the youth's fault. It's not them. I'm not blaming you guys. But you don't understand how older people appreciate good health. When you get older, if God tarries and you live, then you'll be testifying about, well, hey, I had a good day. Amen. I was, wasn't, didn't, wasn't in pain too much. And so you will be, but, but you don't know these things until you experience them. You, there's no way you can understand it. But you see, God brings good out of evil. This is the point of the low point. This is why you're in that valley. This is why you have to suffer in that whatever situation you're in. He brings order out of confusion. Amen. You know, I think of that little word confusion. You know, I've been to homes. Amen. Where it was just chaos. I'll take a little sidebar right here and I'll just talk about this. You know, when my, and I don't know if it'll mean anything to anybody and I like to feel like I'm following the leading of the spirit when I do this. I remember my wife and I were married. She, I worked for Georgia Pacific and she worked for the school board office and, uh, and we went different directions every day and finally, finally we got, we, we got our first baby, Laura, and that's before Chad and Amy were born. But I remember she was just working. We were both working trying to pay that big house note that we had, which was $75 a month, I think. And so, but we had, we both had cars, you know, <laughs> you know, but, but you know what? I, we just did, you know, I couldn't complain about the house not being straight. I, you know, it was just, now I'm, I'm getting to a point now, ladies, I'm not picking on you, but, but I'm like, I would come in and vacuum, by the way, I still help my wife vacuum and, and do some things. I, I, I hate to do laundry, so she does that, but I help her out and I cut the grass. I don't let the grass grow up. You know, a few things I'm, I pick, you know, I'm, I'm pick and choose about what I do, <laughs> but I would do some other things if I was pressured to do it. But I remember the house being just not really neat and clean. But I couldn't complain because she worked too. It, it was just like it's just things wasn't together, but she was working, bringing in a paycheck and helping pay the bills. But, but couldn't gripe. I couldn't gripe about it. But I remember when we got to the point where she didn't have to go to work. And I'd come in and the house was straight. And I don't know how to put that in words. Now I know that in our society it takes two at least and maybe even some others to make a living, 
to get things paid, just to stay afloat. I understand that. But, but she didn't have to work, and I, and I was bringing in enough money. And we, but, but I remember coming in and feeling just the meal was on, and the carpet was clean, and the clothes were washed, and she was busy around the house. Listen, there was just not a, I don't know why that chaotic word, amen, messed up everything, disorder. I don't know why that brought me into this thought. But, but maybe, ladies, listen, you can, listen, you can create, that can be chaos in your house. I'm not to saying, I'm not giving, ladies, please don't understand me. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not giving men, you know, ammunition to go after you. Listen, because when you got young children especially, you can't keep, it's impossible to keep everything neat. You know, we keep Kyla over here. And our house is not near as neat as it used to be. And we just keep her in the daytime. I understand that. I'm just simply saying, if the lady is in the house, that's where God really intended for our ladies to be. Keep her that a, a good woman can create peace in that house. And when a man comes in from work, if he can smell something on the stove, I mean, I, I know that I'm way out there in dreamland for some of us too. I understand that. I understand that. You know, I, I, I'm, I keep qualifying this, but and that's why, because it's almost impossible to get there. But you talk about calming a guy down, just have something on, and the coffee's on, or the tea is on, and he comes in, but he walks in the house and ain't nobody there. And, she, and it's, it's jumbled up, and ain't no food cooking, no biscuits in the oven. He, he just automatically, he's automatically, he ain't feeling good. Hmm. Just automatic. Nobody has to say a word. I'm telling you, maybe some little things and little adjustments we can do to help matters. So, listen, listen, ladies, you can't save the world. I don't care how many Bible studies you got going. And what good would it do if you saved all your people and you didn't, you lost, your, you busted up your family, or just made them miserable from now on till they die? Let, let, let's 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 do things that we can do. Let's do it well. Let's do it right. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm out in la-la land here for some people. I understand that, all right? Just threw that in. Listen, there's some things that we can do, that, in other words, to bring order out of confusion and out of misery. That's what we can do. God can bring beauty out of ugliness. Amen. He does this that men would give him praise. Hallelujah. The scripture says in verse one that this man was born blind. But we remember this, God had a plan and he still has a plan. Hallelujah. His plan was and still is to let the world see his power in action. This is why, this is why we don't ever need to settle for just casual church. That's why we don't never need to, we don't ever need to come in and say, well, I'm gonna go in there and get a little lesson. Preacher's gonna be, and he's gonna stop, just don't start on time, stop on time. He won't hinder, you know, my schedule. Let me tell you something. God will mess your schedule up. Just tell you in advance. But if you're all sold out to God, if he's number one on, listen, listen, I, I tell some people that I meet and talk to, amen. I said, listen, God is the farthest, he's the furthest one down on your list of things to do and notice. 
I mean, he, if you got a list, and everybody does, may not a written list, but but he, he listen, church, it's like, well, if I can, I'll go, you know, if I can, I won't. You know, no, no, you need to put God and what God represents and who represents him. You need to get the work of God. Amen. Number one is his church, his people. What's going on with God? Amen. And you need to put him right up at the top. I'll talk about that a little bit more. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. But this man was born blind. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about it with me just a moment. Who would have thought when this baby, this child was born, that God had a plan in motion? You know, y'all, if you've got children, you understand what I'm thinking about more than most people. When when that mom, what I call, when she starts putting on a front, (laughs) I see a few pregnant ladies, you're just putting on a front. That's what you're doing. And that expectant baby, you know, that, that mother and that baby is about to be, listen, the little thoughts come through our mind. Oh, God, amen, I want my baby to be healthy. I certainly don't want him to be blind. I don't want him to be crippled or messed up. I, you know, I, 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 God, see, we start early on and we pray and we pray that he, it would be a healthy child, a healthy baby. Hallelujah. So who, the question is, is, is worth asking, who in the world would get any glory or honor out of a blind baby? Our carnal mind says nobody, zero. I mean, it's no, this makes no sense. But what you do is like Brother Chad says, just give it time. God's plan is working. That's how you have to do this thing. I know smart people, brilliant, quick, but they've never learned that lesson. Don't make a decision right now. Don't make a judgment right now. We've got to let this thing play out. See, I, I see, I can't understand it, but I see parents, and I've heard them because I'm interested in this kind of thing, have a challenged child. There will be something obviously wrong with the baby when you look at it. And, and you, but, but I see parents who love that baby more than parents who have a healthy child. I, I, you know, I just see them. You know, we just had the Grangers here. Their baby had a high fever when it was just an infant uh, and, it, and it messed its little brain up and so it never fully developed and it was 30, over 30 years old and it was still their baby. It never learned how to walk. It never hardly did anything for itself. They took care of that baby for over 30 years. They were just here. When that child died, or it, was, it wasn't a child anymore, but but when that when that young lady died, it almost devast it did devastate them. It came out in the preaching and the teaching that he did hear that it touched us, it stirred us. But you know, you know, people, you know, they tell you now, oh, the, they'll tell you, you know, in the hospital, oh, this baby's got problems. The best thing you do, abort the baby. You know, every kind of excuse in the world. But if you'll just wait. Amen, God has a wonderful plan. Hallelujah. I don't think God ever gives us a right to take a child. I just don't think he does. That's my opinion, all right? Hallelujah. Sometimes it's hard to see God moving. When you're standing with your back to the wall, 
the firing squad is ready to shoot. Hey, maybe when you dial 911 and get put on hold. <laughs> Anybody ever felt that? I'm, God, I'm, I'm trying here, Lord. Uh, you know, and, and you know, but, 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 but there is a point to these low points. This is what we got to see. Let, let, let me just move over just a little bit back to the Old Testament. Joseph was a young man who had been sold into, think about it, stole, sold into slavery, living in Egypt, working in Potiphar's house when Mrs. Potiphar wanted to have an affair with young, handsome Joseph. Something in Joseph said, I cannot do this. You, you gotta have some kind of a discipline in yourself. You can't just flow because you're gonna flow down. You know what I always say? Amen. Listen, when you drift, you always drift down. You don't drift up, not as long as there's gravity. You adjust upward. Don't let yourself go. Amen. It's like when you see a, a, a beautiful female go by that's not dressed appropriately, and everybody knows what's appropriate and inappropriate. They can be dressed any kind of way when you're young. It don't matter. You know what you have to do? You have to go. I can't go there. You make a decision. In fact, you make a decision ahead of time, guys. You don't wait till you get to that bridge to cross it. Amen. You decide now what you're going to do and in a lot of cases what you're not going to do. This is what we're talking about. This is what Joseph had done. Oh, I, you know, man, this is part. No, no, Joseph said, I cannot do this. I will not do this to my boss, to Mr. Potiphar. I won't do that. I will not do this to God. And that's the strongest one right there. You have to go beyond the situation. You know, God's not pleased with this. He was accused of it anyway. Boy, is that Murphy's Law or what? Oh, you did it. Think think about this just a minute. He was already a slave. (laughs) And then they put him in prison on top of that. You think you got trouble? Joseph literally went through years of hard testing. However, before this story ended, Joseph was the prime minister of all of Egypt. He got going in a direction, and it seemed like that was everything that happened to him was not helping him in the direction. But, but spiritually and mentally, he decided what he was going to do and what he was not going to do. It's like the three Hebrew boys. They said, hey, you bow to this image. That was the king's orders. That's like the president telling me that I'm going to go into this kind of restroom, and it's for everybody. I said, no, you know what? I'll just hold it. I don't care what he says. I'm not going in there. Why? Because I decided that, Brother Ruck, long time ago. I'm not going in there. What I am, male, female, what I, that, that's not decided by me. That was decided when I was born and the doctor said, hey, you've got a boy here. Anybody with a, listen, I know I'm going against popular thinking. I understand that. I heard next, next year in 2017, that they're going to start teaching in kindergarten and first grade in one of those liberal states out probably in Washington or out in California, teaching the transgender message to our kindergarten children. More of a reason that we ought to have that school built out here 
Yeah, because I don't want my granddaughter hearing all of that trash. Is that okay? Is that too strong for some of y'all? Amen. I'm going to be like the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach. King, we're sorry, but we're not bowing down to that image. We only bow down to one person, and that's God. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what Joseph did. Joseph, amen, he, uh, you know, he had a little, in fact, if we look, uh, we look back in the, in Genesis, fact, 39 and 8, I believe it is, looking for it right here. G- Genesis 39 and 8, amen. Look, look at that, amen. It all started right there, but he refused. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And said unto his master's wife, behold, my master, what not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. But he refused. You know what he said? He said, no. Some of us need to learn how to say no. You ever been in a situation? I have. I've been in. I've been involved in things, and right in the middle of it, Brother Green, I'm like, I'm like, why did I volunteer to do this? So I've trained myself not to be angry with everybody. The ones that ask me, Amen. You know, to do it, and and, and I could blame them. And if they had no, you know what? I'm angry at myself for my weakness and my ignorance and my stupidity. You know what? So we need to learn as Christians. Nothing wrong with saying no. You just can't be. You can't be angry and have a bad, ugly spirit. You can't be judging everybody. You can judge yourself. And so, so we, as God's people, we ought to learn how to say no. No, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You don't have to curse about it. You don't have to be angry about it. Just be be in control of your own self, your own vessel. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Amen. I'm saying some good things. I'm probably not saying it as good as I could say it. Amen. In other words, Joseph's life, his life was not an easy one. Uh, it was a life of sacrifice. It was suffering. Uh, read the whole story. Amen. So is the way of God. Amen. The way of the cross, folks, is never easy. And and. and by the way, there's always a cross. Now I know, amen. Let's, let's look back, let's look at Luke 14 and 26. Watch this. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Is that pretty clear, pretty plain right there? Our society is so fearful of the cross. They come out with special tracts called grace plus nothing equals salvation, false doctrine. Did you hear me? Grace plus nothing, everything that they want to become, oh, you can't be saved by works. Well, that's true, I understand that. If any of us are saved, it will be the grace of God. But James, the bishop of the early church says, don't you know, oh, vain man, he was preaching to people that that produced tracts just like that. That faith without works being alone is dead. You know what he said? You have to do something. Paul was smitten down on the road to Damascus. He thought he was doing right, amen, but he was persecuting the apostolic church. He was throwing them in jail. He had, he's the one that held the cloak of those and consented to the stoning of Stephen. And when God smote him down, read that, read that little passage of scripture in the book of Acts. He had, you know, he had some questions back to God, all right, amen. When he was smitten down off his horse, he looked up and he said, who art thou, Lord? And Jesus said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He had one more question, and this is how it's supposed to work. Lord, what would you have me to do? And we have people, they spend their whole life trying to figure out sermons to tell people what they don't have to do. 
and Paul was answering, what do you tell me what I need to do? And that's the direction we'll be going in. I, we, I feel like there are people, I don't know about you, in the middle of all of this liberal, easy believism, don't do anything because it'll be, don't do that till you get to where you, everybody's saved and you don't have to do anything to be saved and, 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 and here we are. But I believe there are folks who are hungry for the truth. They're gonna serve God in the valley. They're gonna serve God on the mountains. They're gonna serve God if they've got a bank full of money. They're gonna serve God if they don't have any money. We're gonna give praise to God if things are going well, amen. But if we're down to the bottom, like the old guy said, I'm so far down, I have to look up to see the bottom. You're still gonna serve God. You're still gonna keep your spirit right. Amen. And do the work of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But, 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 but listen, I said it before. Our society is so scared and so fearful of the cross. We avoid the cross any way we possibly can. But, but we have to understand that the cross is not the end of the story. Right. Cross is not the end of it. Oh, I don't want to. You know, Jesus didn't even want to go to the cross. When he prayed in Gethsemane, Lord, let this cup pass me. He could envision all the beatings and the, and, and the crown of thorns and, and all of this stuff and the dying on the cross. He didn't want to do it, but here's what he ended up saying. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. That's called a crucifixion right there. He settled that before they started driving the nails in his hand. He decided, this is what we're gonna do right here. Hallelujah. So, so after the cross, there is the promise of the resurrection. There is, there is the rest of the story. that it, 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 it's, it's one of, a, of a victory and one of triumph. But you have to have a, you can't have a, a resurrection without a cross. That means death. That's why the Bible put repentance first. And I know people say that's a work. So what? What do we do to be saved? Simple question. Me and brethren, what shall we do? Acts chapter two, verse 37. Man with the keys to the kingdom. Somebody was telling me about it again, Brother Bobby, this week. To joke about when we get to the gate, there'll be St. Peter. Let me tell you something, folks. Peter won't be at that gate. You go to the Acts chapter two and you'll find Peter using those keys that God gave him. When they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38 Amen. They gave a simple answer. I mean, simple question, straightforward. Why complicate the answer? What do we do? Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Simple question, simple answer. I don't want to run past that. Hallelujah. Amen. They asked it and he told them. And it's not hard to understand. It's been streamlined, ignored. Amen. Talked down, but it's still forever settled. Hallelujah. And I'm glad that when somebody, amen, told me what to do, I, a sinner, I had no right to question that. So I said, okay. I still, I still am pretty obedient and submissive to people. And I'm under authority, by the way. Hallelujah. Amen. The rest of the story. Listen, the point is, we are all living in Egypt. That's where we are, all right? Now, my question to you is how 
is Egypt affecting you? Remember, you are the light of the world and light doesn't mix with darkness. It drives it out. You don't have to curse the darkness. Just turn the light on and darkness will flee. It will disappear. Hallelujah. You are the salt of the earth. You know, we may not be salty enough. We, we, we may just, you know, be like, oh, yeah, everything's wonderful and everything, and we need to smile a little. I mean, that's true there. We need to do that. But you don't need to smile so much that we take away, amen, the seriousness of what we're talking about here. I've been to places where it looked like a toothpaste commercial. Why? I'm happy. I'm a Christian. Well, I mean, that's good. Amen. But but when you're down in that valley, hallelujah, man, it's hard to smile. Praise God. I, I'm, I'm going to try to close. But there is a point to the tests and the trials and the suffering, the point to the low point. It's no time to say, where's God? And if he's so good, why is he allowing me to go? Because he wants to, he wants to see you come out of that and not only you be increased in faith, but your neighbor. Remember we talked about it last week when Paul and Silas was in prison, amen, bloody backs, feet in shackles, amen. When they, the Bible said they prayed and they praised God. Here's the thing, that was a low point for them. The Bible's little place in there, the Bible said, and the prisoners heard them. Whoo, hallelujah. The prisoners, listen, I didn't finish it, but you know, last week, but but the thought is still there. Listen, people in our, our neighbors are prisoners of something. People are bound up by the, they need to hear the praises and the prayers. That's why we don't ever need to tone down what we do at church, amen. The Bible said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, onto his courts with praise. Oh, magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's clap our hands to the Lord while our help's coming up here. We need some help on the platform. Hallelujah, come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bible tells us to worship, amen, and praise him with the voice of triumph. By the way, that's not an old motorcycle either. Well, it is, but it's not talking about that. Amen, some of y'all don't even remember that. (laughs) Hallelujah, triumph, victory, amen. You know, you know, when when the uh, when your favorite football team begins to you know make points and scores and you know you you don't you don't just take that lightly like yes. When's the last time when you were in church that you said yes? When's the last time you stood up? You know you know we want God. We have a list. Don't raise your hand. You we have a list of things that we want God to do for us. God, I want this powerful Holy Ghost touch. I want you to take away all of these desires for sin, things that I know that are wrong. And I want you to, oh, oh, okay. Let me just be the voice of God just a minute. Let's be fair. Remember, God is equitable. He'll treat you right. Always has, always will. 
He's not going to do you wrong. But, but God, let's just be fair with it. Okay. What, what have you done for me lately? See, we want this to be a one-way street. Oh, pour out the blessings on me. You know, just, uh, you know, get a hold of me. and do. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I said last week, one of our old bishop, one of our old heads many years ago, he said, listen, to, to be a good leader, good preacher, pastor, teacher, leadership, and you have to learn how to be a good hypocrite. If you feel bad, you don't need to let everybody in the room know you feel bad. People, they look like that they've been sucking on pickles. Persimmons, y'all don't know what persimmons are. Just horrible. Oh, you're going to win a lot of people doing that. You're going to influence. You know, leadership, you know, John Maxwell says leadership is, is, is influence. He said nothing more, nothing less. Influence. How many people are you going to influence? You know, that's like the, you know, somebody coming up to you and you got the sourest look on your face. Ooh, I want to be just like you. No, you won't have to worry about that. Turn that frown upside down. Amen. Put a smile on your face. Amen. At least take the frown off of your face like you lost your best friend, your mama just died, and your dog died. It's just horrible. You have to, you have to change that. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a spirit of liberty here, y'all. I'm not scolding. But listen, I'm just finding my way through here. You want something from God? You need to be the first one to get to your feet and put your hands together or put your hands. That's how you do it. You need to be the first one. Didn't the Bible say praise him in the day? Did, did we take that out? Did, is anybody taking that out of the Bible? I heard of, of a church, somebody may be right here, a church not too far from here. They won't allow anybody to come to the altar. Listen, I'm gonna get on your hide if you don't come to the altar. That's how we do it here. And there's people, there's churches that don't let you come to the altar. They may be afraid it's gonna get out of control. Listen, that's what we want here. We've been in control, Brother Johnson, too long. That's what gets us in the mess that we're in. We've been in charge. Amen. Well, I'm trying to help somebody here just a little bit. I want God, you want God to just come back where you are and get you by the nap, by the nap of the neck and drag you down to the altar and slay you in the spirit. And no, no. Listen, you have to, that's how faith works. You know what? God gave Peter the option to get out of the boat in that stormy sea. God never went and got him and pulled him out and said, come on, Peter, you walk on over. Peter actually, walked, you know, we focus on this. He, he, he went down, he sunk, all right? Almost went under all the way, but Jesus picked him up. But my point simply is this. He didn't go to the boat and get Peter. Peter said, Lord, can I come to you? And he said one word. He said, come. It, Peter had to climb out of that boat. He was uncomfortable. I know when people come in here, especially if you've never been here much, and, and then we start clapping and praising and we get happy in the Lord. I know that's uncomfortable. So was the waves and the wind. That's why God did that and put those stories in there like that. You have to get out in an uncomfortable place to get something from God. Somebody said he sunk. No, he, yeah, he did, but he walked. <laughs> 
I'm training myself to look at the good things that happened. Peter walked on the water. Really what he did was walk on the word. Amen. He walked on that one word, come. God's giving us a word today. Amen. He's telling us, oh, if you want something for me, I want you to do something for me. I want you to praise me like never before. I want you to worship me like, like never before. I want you to shout. Amen. Clap your All that's biblical, folks. Hallelujah. Oh, we're going to praise him here today. Somebody's about to get a touch. Amen. Somebody's about to get a resurrection here. Amen. If you'll just simply obey, if you'll submit, hallelujah. I want you to be blessed. I release the blessing. I release the prayer that needs to be answered. That's how I like to see an altar service right there. Somebody's about to get loose around here. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. And we're going to sing and give praise. And every tongue confess. Every tongue confess. Jesus Christ. One day every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ. Oh, lift up your voice and lift up your voice and Clap your hands. Oh, blow the trumpet. We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use, see, the weapons we use are not bombs and worship is the way. Oh, this is the way. We're praising for the victory. Oh, every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is Lord one day every knee shall bow, every knee shall and every tongue, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is Lord forever. I said I just can't stop, praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. I said I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Yes, I said I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Oh, I said I, I gotta praise. I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta pray. Oh, lift up your voice and lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet. We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use sing. The weapons we use are not bombs and Worship is the way. Oh, this is the way. We're praising for the victory. I said I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name. I can't stop. Oh, no, I can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. 
Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ Oh, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ Hallelujah. God bless you. We're going to continue to sing and worship the Lord. Amen. I wonder if you could, if you just make up in your mind that you're going to come tonight and help us prepare this same atmosphere for those that may have never experienced it. Amen. I wonder if you just make up in your mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come and be a part of that and prepare an atmosphere for the glory of the Lord to fall. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Lift up your voice and lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use sing. The weapons we use are now bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way. We're praising for the victory. Praising for the victory. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for responding. Amen to the word of the Lord. Amen. That's how you get blessed. That's how you get out of that valley and you get up on that higher ground. Amen. It's, it's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Right? I need to just need to say this to us. We're just as human as the next person. But I'm feeling like the, 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 the spirit is just nudging me to tell you this. Don't leave out the expectation of the supernatural. Now, I don't want to go off the end. I don't want to go off in the deep end. And, you know, you know, we, we're, we're like a smidgen away from just getting out in la-la land. I understand that. Amen. But if, if I read the scripture right, amen, the spiritual work of God took place. You know, miracles took place. Uh, you know, healings and deliverances took place. Mighty things. Uh, it, that's still available. The only reason it doesn't happen is because of our lack of faith. Now, if you're around folks who are always just like, oh, no, guess what? Yeah, you, you need to get away from that kind of thinking. I don't mean to create stuff, and, and I'm not trying to put on a show here for anybody. Amen. I, but but I'm, I'm telling you, God wants to do things. He wants to open doors for you. And so I'm feeling like if you start thinking right and start praying right and believing right, there will be some testimonies around here. Hallelujah. And that will be the point to the low point. You, you end up down in there, and, and most of those things, some of them, not all of them, but, but a lot of those things, we end up down in that place because of our own bad judgment and bad decision. I understand that. But God will still help you out of those places. Hallelujah. So I'm expecting a supernatural move of the Spirit of the Lord. There's some things we plan on and want to do around here that we can't pull it off without God's help. And so if you'll believe with me, amen, and pray, hallelujah, and trust God, it'll start happening. Listen, I don't want it to come. I don't want the finances for our new buildings program. I don't want it to just come out of the, out of the air somewhere. I want it to come from you. And that's a sign to me that you're being blessed. That's where it's supposed to come from. So let's be... Let's, um, 
You know, we're not trying to stage anything. The world does that. No wonder the people, you know, lose trust and faith in the church because they see hypocrites. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Amen. If it's an honest, true miracle from God, if you believe it's a miracle, if God opened the door for you, amen, let's talk about it. Amen. And somebody else will get some faith from that and their faith level will rise. This is what we're talking about. I'm expecting these things. If God wants us to do it, he'll do that for us, Brother Green. If he doesn't, we can just maintain and I'm just gonna keep preaching and keep loving God and loving you and blessing you. But I, but I really, really believe, amen. Brother Jason, I believe some miracles about to take place. I'm gonna put this anointed, this anointed hand. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Ah, Sister Susie. Amen, amen. Remember we got our hand. Remember we got our hands. Hey, there we go. Made our way through the press. Got to be quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what Paul said? I know this. I understand this. I understand this is foolishness under the world. But Paul, the great apostle that wrote most of the New Testament, he said, "I've become a fool for Christ." I've become a fool. This is foolishness to the world. And you know what? The carnal mind, the Bible says, there's no way for you to understand spiritual things. So we're kind of a little peculiar, little different, little weird. We agree. <laughs> we agree. But let's leave room in our thinking and in our praying. We're not trying to push this. We're not trying to push it. But just, just leave a little opening for God to get through and do something miraculous. Now God, we're gonna be here working. I'm gonna keep paying my tithes. I'm gonna keep preaching faith. I'm gonna keep smiling if I, if I possibly can. Amen. But, but God, if you wanna get in here in the middle of us, Brother Thompson, and you wanna do something really, really big and really, really great, you're welcome to come on in here, God. I'm talking about people who have no intentions of giving up the world and coming to church and submitting. No, 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 no way. I'm talking about people who are in charge and they're gonna stay in charge. They're not nearly about, Brother Johnson, they're not nearly about to submit to authority here. They're not. But I'm. what we're saying is when God gets in the picture, people like that can change. Amen. Those things I used to love, Paul said, now I hate. Those things I used to hate, now I love. Those things I used to say, ain't no way. Yeah, yeah way. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. Let me tell you one story. My, my wife's old home church, it's been, uh, it's been there for 80 something, almost 90 years. Started out with a, the old time, with the holy rollers. That's what they used to call them because they shouted. And, and by the way, the Methodists used to do that. Presbyterian, read, read your history. The Presbyterians used to talk in tongues and shout and weep in church and lay out. A lot of people did that when they were hungry for God. Well, this started out as a brush arbor right on the riverbank of the old Washita River. And these guys, the Holy Rollers, were just praising and shouting. And they had some robbers, they were Robertson brothers. They were fishermen. And you'd think they were weightlifters. I saw some of them old after I was, you know, we were married or what, they were, they were old men, but they looked like bodybuilders. You pull those nets and you work in that river, they were just muscled up men, tough. And they had, they had a name. Well, they heard the holy rollers up and they thought they were, you know, off their rocker and just crazy holy roller people. And they went up with the intention 
of breaking up the party, and that was like what they did. They would rot an egg and throw rocks back in those days to, out in the country along where the, old, where the people were shouting and praising God. And one of the Robertson brothers, they said they had two posts. I guess it was a door or kind of a gate with kind of the brush arbor thing over it. And they said that when one of the brothers got up the river hill and started going in there with his bad intentions, said the power of God smote him down and he hit the floor and he was just laid out. He shut him down right there. His other brother came up, you know, he thought the same thing and he walked through there and the power of God smote him and laid him out. Amen. Miracles taking place because they wasn't like a super preacher up here saying all the right words, but it was a praying bunch of people. And God took notice and he wasn't about to let two guys come up and break up what was going on. So God can change things and change. Miracles do take place, folks. Don't forget that. Hallelujah. Miracles take place. Praise God. Let's leave a little space for that. When you pray and, and, and while you're being faithful and loyal, do all of that, but leave a little space. When you come to the end, there's no way, no way. Oh, no, 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 there is a way that seems to be no way. Amen, God said he, he'd help us with that. God bless you, amen. Thank you for coming today. Don't forget tonight, amen. We're gonna stand with Sister Rochelle. We really, really appreciate what she's doing at the school. And they're gonna bring the choir in here. We're gonna back them up. So if you can make it out tonight at six o'clock, amen, come on and let's have some church here. God bless you. Shake hands, be friendly. Amen, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Take the Holy Ghost with you.